Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Engineering a Famine. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it is Monday, May 2nd in the year 2022. And the world just keeps going round and round and crazier and crazier every day. I really wish I didn't have to intro almost every night like that, but it's the truth. We literally have Insaneville running this country, and it's not getting any less crazy. And the food crisis is also growing. And that's the big one is to understand and appreciate just what these maniacal crazies are up to and what they're trying to force upon everybody to ultimately force compliance into their new corporate global agenda of what they officially term as the Great Reset. Before you begin, begin, before we begin, make sure you are getting a good night's sleep. And to get a good night's sleep, you need to head on over to MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. That is the place for some of the best sales currently out there. And right now, there's an amazing sale going on. You can buy, get, buy one, get one free MyPillow special, which is fantastic. You, of course, we have the buy one. You have the bed sheets, the Giza sheets. All of these, buy one, get one free. So if you get your buy one, get one free special, it's amazing the sort of things that are happening on there right now. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards and use your Bards promo code. You can use, you can get the MyPillow bed sheets, buy one, get one free. The MyPillows, Giza Excellence, buy, buy one, get one free. You can do the MyPillow with all sorts of neat little designs on them. You also have the six-piece towel set or towel sets. Buy one, get one free. Fantastic promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. And you can see those specials on the Bards Nation's landing page, mypillow.com forward slash Bards. You won't be disappointed. Use that promo code anywhere on the MyPillow site, the MyStore site, and the frankspeech.com site. So again, mypillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. Incredible savings going on right now. Great time to stock up on the best sleep products around to ensure you're getting a great night's sleep. And if you want to speak to a real person, you can call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. All right, Patriots. So right now, before I be, uh, go further, I want to also remind you of the Old School Survival Boot Camp, which is May 13th to May 15th. At the, It's in Hocking Hills region of Ohio, and that website is oldschoolsurvivalbootcamp.com, just like it sounds, oldschoolsurvivalbootcamp.com. Resistance chicks are going to be up there. There's going to be all sorts of skill sharing. They have tickets available online, and those tickets are selling for $75. It's a good. It's really a good value. Adult general admission, 
Three-day pass, $75. Adult general admission, Saturday and Sunday only, $57. It's a, it's really good. So this is a great opportunity if you want to, if you're in the area, you want to pick up some skills, head on over to Old School Survival Boot Camp. They're going to have all sorts of things going on there. They're going to, including, I guess they're going to have like, I'll take a look at the schedule here. I'll just read it to you, which is a lot easier if it'll load. It's not loading. Um, They've got things like, let's see what we've got here. As I scroll down and don't find it. (laughs) I have no idea. I can't read their site. All right. Anyway, they've got skills going on. So there you go. That's that's your answer. Skills, survival, survival skills, everything from soap making and beekeeping to animal skinning to animal butchering. They've got it all. So head on over there and and if you get confused and you want to get more confused, read their schedule on their site. But I do. These are great folks. So head on over and, and take a look at that. Resistance chicks will be there, and it's it's all good. So anyway. And that's going to be relevant as we go forward here with all these skills. You should be trying to get as many skills as possible right now. So let's take a look at some of the crazy stuff that is going on right now. I want to start with just a framing. You know, you can't create a crisis unless people are willfully conditioned to accept the crisis. And that's a big one. And here's a good framing of kind of what we are looking at as our nation. So take a listen to this. We are a nation that accepts pornography, but we hate abuse. We are a nation that doesn't believe in gender, but we fight for women's rights. Kindergarten teachers are upset that they can't teach about their sex life. We are a nation that believes that no child should be left behind, but we've aborted over 61 million of them in the United States alone. And now we're questioning whether or not infanticide should be legal. As long as we're teaching children that it is okay to kill other children in the womb, we will never stop a child from killing another child in the classroom. We are told that you can believe whatever you want as long as it makes you happy. No wonder we're confused and divided. I mean, this is what it looks like when we lie to our kids and we tell them that they're nothing more than mere animals. When the truth is that we are each individually made in the image of God. Which is so true. The problem is we don't teach that, right? We, we're in a world right now that we we are living with these hypocrisies as a nation, which sets the condition to allow them to pretty much tell people anything and do anything. So part of the creation of cycle we're in right now is to prepare people. They're conditioning people with this idea of famine. They want the word famine in, in the vocabulary, and they're going to do this in many different forms. Take a listen to this. As, you would, as they like to say, don't ever let a good crisis go to waste, and she literally says it. Fertilizer shortages are real now because Russia is a big exporter of fertilizer, and even though fertilizer is not sanctioned, uh, less fertilizer is coming out of Russia. As a result, we're working with countries to think about natural solutions like manure and compost, and this may hasten transitions that would have been in the interest of farmers to make eventually anyway. So never let a crisis go to waste, but we really do need this financial support uh, from the Congress to be able to meet emergency food needs so we don't see the cascading uh, deadly effects of Russia's war extend into Africa and beyond. So Russia's war, which we've caused as much of the problem as anybody, the home of our money laundering system, along with every major drug manufacturers housed in Kiev, the bio labs that we've funded, and Russia's now telling everybody after we sanctioned them that, oh, 
you sanctioned us, so you're not going to buy our fertilizer. I mean, this is a this is the crisis that we're manufacturing and creating as Russia pivots the ruble to the gold standard and the dollar, which is a piece of paper and it's a Federal Reserve note. It's not even a, a dollar is now plummeting. So there really isn't any money to buy the fertilizer. And there, and then you have the, the whole concepts of moving fertilizer. The tr- railroads have already said that they don't want to move fertilizer. They're reducing that amount of loads to the farmers. They're also reducing their deliveries of wheat. So you're seeing the, the engineering of this. And the question that we've been asking, and we, we it came to with it, that brilliant article by Corey's Diggs, which was on the food crisis, is they have been quietly behind the scenes building these food warehousing manufacturing facilities in the cities. So be prepared for this because they're building the compliant mass of people that have taken the injection. The streets are being, they've kind of cleared out all of the the people that don't want to be in the cities. Those that are remained there have now been deeply brainwashed and are accepting like the new normal, which is Antifa running the streets BLM claiming racism with the police, defunding the police, high crime rates. This has all become the new normal, and they're all accepting this. And so they're building their defense perimeters around the cities. And then you, then I wondered why. Now it all makes sense why I was, why we were pushing so hard in a program I helped stand up, which was the mega cities program. How to fight in a mega city. That's why, because this is where their strongholds are. This war is literally the people against the people. You have puppet masters that are running one mass. You have other people trying to break free. And the whole part is they're going to try to suppress food production in the outside of the city's areas, and they're going to try to increase food production with human shields to protect it that is all genetically produced. It's goo. It's garbage. It's it's, it's all developed with all this latest CRISPR technology. I mean, I played this thing last night or the other night, and it's worth hearing again. Who really owns Beyond Meat and why? The top three owners of Beyond Meat are Bailey Gifford & Co. at 13%, Vanguard at 8%, BlackRock at 4%. But why does the investment cartel have such a large stake in Beyond Meat? Because after an opening surge and massive marketing campaign, fake meat stock is plummeting. Why? Because there simply isn't the demand. Some things defy propaganda and our biological drive for meat is one of them. That won't stop the architects of the vegan agenda though. They are committed to ending your meat consumption. So we'll create demand through artificial scarcity under the cover of sustainability and ESG tyranny. The meat tax will be the tool to enforce meat prohibition. The price will skyrocket and lab-grown vegetable sludge will be offered as the alternative. Beyond Meat is owned by the investment cartel not because they believe in sustainability. They won't be giving up meat. That's just for us peasants. So you shall eat the sludge and you will be happy. Whoa, I'm so excited about that. Lab-grown sludge that will probably, they'll even put a little mRNA in that, I'm sure, with maybe a little graphene oxide, so when you touch it, it'll wiggle. All by itself, it'll jiggle. Wiggle and jiggle. That's going to be the latest. So if you have any question about the issue with food, here's a tweet today from Bridget Intensia Wesson on Twitter, obviously. Uh, and overnight, food prices are rising up to 50% in Germany. It's happening fast. German re- retailer Aldi North 
which is Aldi. For those of you that know the many little shopping centers around the country, Aldi's will raise its prices by an average of 20 to 50% due to an increase in production costs, local media reported on Sunday. 20 to 50% overnight. You are seeing many, many things fall apart right here. And at the core of this is the whole issue of control the food, control the people. And this is all leading to multiple crises at once, which is part of their engineered plan. We have nuclear war on the rise. People, You have North Korea saying it's going to go to first, first strike capability with nuclear war. Russia's using nuclear threats overseas, saying that they're going to nuke UK. All of this is happening to agitate up the fear. And as people become more panicked, they will accept peace at any cost. That is the most dangerous place ever to be. And that's when your corporate friendly hand steps in and says, we've got you covered. Don't worry. We're going to do the great reset. We need a new way of living. And that's exactly the propaganda that's coming out of the, the WEF right now, the World Economic Forum. They have been conditioning this for a long time. Take a listen to this piece. This goes back to some, some time. This is a Tom Clancy piece, three minutes, uh, three minutes, and there's so much truth in this piece. In 2001, a real-world exercise tested the emergency response to a bioterror attack on the continental United States. The operation was called Dark Winter. Within just a few days, the simulation spiraled out of control. The operation predicted a rapid breakdown in essential institutions, civil disorder, and massive civilian casualties. Dark winter has revealed how vulnerable we've become. Our lifestyle, our security, our safety, depends on a delicate and unstable economy. We've created a system so complicated that we no longer understand how to control it. Oil, power, shipping, transport. We live in a complex world. And the more complex it gets, the more fragile it becomes. The system is built on a global supply chain that gets things where they're needed, just in time. We've created a house of cards. Remove just one, and everything falls apart. And what's fueling the system? Money. Americans can spend $90 billion in a single day of shopping. Last year, 200 million people swarmed their local stores on November 23rd. We call that day Black Friday. Did you know that a flu virus can survive on the surface of a banknote for up to 17 days? One day, there will be a pandemic. It could begin during the crush of Black Friday sales. A pathogen will jump from tainted banknotes to human skin onto food, toys, children, and loved ones. By the time patient zero feels the first sore throat, millions of people will already be infected. From this point, the breakdown will happen fast. Day one, hospitals will reach capacity. Panic will strike. Day two, quarantine zones will be established. Resources will be rationed. Transport will go into lockdown. Day three, international trade will stop. The oil will dry up. The stock market will collapse. Day four, the power will fail. The shelves will be empty. The taps will run dry. And once hunger and despair take hold, people will do anything for survival. By day five, everyone will be a potential threat. 
In 2007, a new presidential directive was signed quietly into law. This maps out the government's response to a crisis, a plan to cope with a real dark winter. It is known as Directive 51. There are rumors of shadow agencies, sleeper cells, covert agents, but nothing can be confirmed. Our complex world is primed for breakdown. And once the chaos strikes, there won't be resources to save us all. The only question left is, what will it take to save what remains? And there you go. You know, this whole thing is built on, it's a, we already know that so much of this virus talk is fake. But the problem is, if you think viruses are fake, or at least, and I do, but if you think that the whole issue around COVID is fake, then look around at how many people are still wearing a mask. The point of this piece here is it's so easy to control the populace, and they have once again been seeding this for years to prime people for these crises. We are getting into a place now where it's going to be extremely easy to put people into a state of extreme panic, and they're getting there by with these multiple crises, and they're doing it because they realize that one is not going to be enough. Bill Gates is forecasting more of this nonsense. He still draws a massive crowd of people that worship him, and I don't really know how some flunky guy who supposedly created a software program has ended up being the world's voice on vaccines. That's amazing to me. But anyway, the whole issue of the world is it is insane right now. And that's the part to realize that when you hear these pieces, and even I, myself, I hear it, and I kind of roll my eyes, and I'm like, I can't believe people believe this stuff, but they do. And that's why engineering a crisis becomes so easy. They've already primed the thinking of the people. Here's another layer to this that is Project Veritas is actually releasing just some more truth. And why why this becomes important is if you're going to create a crisis, you have to have the agents in place on the ground to create the tear to make people feel more endangered. And they've already started to seed that. Listen to this. A source inside the federal government has come forward to reveal suspected terrorists are roaming freely inside the United States following the Biden administration's exit strategy in Afghanistan and the government's initiative to shelter fleeing refugees, known as Operation Allies Welcome. We are conducting thorough scrutiny, security screening. Anyone arriving in the United States will have undergone a background check. Meet Anwar Halak Wahidi, who is classified as a Category 15 threat by the Department of Homeland Security for having used explosives or arms. Category 15 falls under the Tier 1 threat level, which is labeled as armed and dangerous. Documents further reveal he was only added to the terrorist watch list after already being admitted into the U.S. on October 17, 2021, under Operation Allies Welcome. Wahidi applied the next day for his two-year work visa and 10 days later, it was approved. Nazir Ahmad Rahimi entered the U.S. on August 24, 2021, flagged by DHS because he has engaged or is likely to engage in an unspecified violent terrorist act. Despite being apprehended by ICE while in the U.S., he is yet to be deported, and his last known address is in our nation's capital. Ismail Jarat arrived in the U.S. on August 31st, 2021. Less than a month later, he was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 15 for having used explosives or arms. Since then, his work visa has been approved. Tassanola Wafa Manazil was paroled into the U.S. on October 14th, 2021. 
The next day, he was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 7 threat if enters the U.S., and also approved for his two-year work visa. This begs the question, how could this be happening? I am so proud, so, so proud of what we were capable of doing and what we did in Operation Allies Welcome. Thousands of our Afghan allies paroled into the United States swiftly receive employment authorization. We're also continuing to work with the State Department to improve the efficacy, integrity, security, and transparency of the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program. The long objective of this is to get everybody into this new social credit score system and have them work with the new central bank digital currencies. All of that ties together so that you are tagged and, tagged and tracked in everything you do. Those that have taken the injection, they're well along the way. They've already got the material in their body that will allow them to be tagged and tracked just with the flip on of the 5G network. Those that have defied, they have to get as many of those into the system to make this all work. The critical part of making that happen is to create crisis. Once you create crisis, then people begin to think illogically. They think very short-term and not long-term. We've talked a lot about that in the past, where the use of crises and fear stimulates adrenaline and stimulates dopamine. When you get those two things going in your body, two major events happen in your brain. One is that you become very focused on the immediate actions before you. Secondly, you your brain, by the virtue of this flood of chemicals, it denies your ability to think long term. The perpetual cycles of fear keep people in very short term mental states. And therefore, it's very easy to manipulate them for long term goals. The deep states program has been built over decades, and yet they've walked people into this step by step by constantly using the injections of fear and short term distractions where people become very obsessed over them. Look at the effects of how this COVID thing has worked. They're already starting to elevate COVID levels in New York and other places, and they're already starting to tease up the entire idea that we're coming to another crisis with COVID. Take a listen to this. Each of these surges are about four to six months apart. That tells me that natural immunity wanes enough in the general population after four to six months that a significant surge is going to occur again. And this is what we have to be prepared for in this country. We should be preparing right now for a potential surge in the summer across the southern United States because we saw it in 2020 and we saw it in 2021. Wow. That's not general consensus right now. That's a warning. You think that's what's coming for the South? Is it this new variant? Well, each of these surges have been a slightly different variant um, because, yes, our immune system wanes. Now, who's carrying the virus that participates in these surges? We are vaccinated individuals as well as unvaccinated individuals. And mm -hmm. we have to make it very clear to the American people that your protection against infection wanes. So if you're going to go see your grandmother or someone that has metastatic breast cancer or someone under treatment for Hodgkin's disease or a family member with Down syndrome, you need to test before you go mm -hmm. if that area is in a surge and if you assess your risk like we did last night. Um, that was Blinky Bricks. We haven't heard from her for a while. She's just surfaced again. That was on Face the Nation. Patriots, the whole thing they're conditioning here, again, is getting people to be compliant to directives and be at the constant state of fear. Notice they chose the South. No surprise. That takes care of one of the most resistant belts in the nation to include Florida, Georgia, Texas, 
and a few others, also the strongest Bible belt in the nation. All of this is a war on those that are absolutely, absolutely resistant to their compliant rules. So the principle that we are in right now is that the the deep state is engineering a massive shift again to try to overwhelm people, and the ultimate tools they'll use are all of the events encircling things to ultimately go for the food. You set up the conditions around here where people are not paying attention. They're worried about another outbreak of the virus. They're worried about Twitter. They're worried about all these other things, and they're instead of focusing on the principal issues, which is food, which they're controlling the flow of. Food now becomes an increase in cost. It's elevating. It's elevating. And just by virtue of the expenses, it's becoming a scarcity. I literally had a conversation the other day while filling up my gas with a gas attendant. When you are filling up your gas and with the gas attendant and the conversation circles around not being able to afford an extra two gallons of milk, food is becoming a very real issue. And that's what she was expressing to me, that her husband had had some friends over and they had drank three gallons of milk over the weekend and she had to tell him to stop having them over because she couldn't afford the extra two gallons of milk. Patriots, that's a total of $8. And this is how real food is becoming in our life. It's a very real issue as they increase prices and they start to diminish the availability. Now we have news coming out of Japan that they're starting to cull their pork out of Japan because of a, quote, outbreak of encephalitis. We are starting to see the whole squeezing of the proteins and squeezing of the main, and that which includes the grains like wheat. And the reason for that is as they squeeze that down, they're trying to force everybody over to this grown meat and to bug protein. Everything will be based on their grown lab meats, and these lab facilities, like I say, are being built in the cities. It's the engineering of the crisis. Now, I played this the other day. This is from InfoWars. I want to play this again. The term bread and circuses comes from an ancient Roman poet describing how the people are governed, not by excellence in public service, but by food and distractions, like a herd of livestock. Today's circuses can be found on Twitter, a reflection of the human herd's short attention span, meaningless distractions to keep everyone calm while their food supply is being destroyed. While fools joke about Biden doing a horrible job, his administration is doing such an efficient job of destroying America that anyone running in 2024, if there is an election, will have to run on the Build Back Better platform. Starvation has been used as a weapon of mass destruction for years. In just a two-year period, Stalin's communist government murdered over three million people in Ukraine by simply pulling the strings of bureaucracy, sanctions. The Ethiopian counterinsurgency burned crops and food stores, airily bombed food markets, and restricted trade. They then began a resettlement plan that killed at least 80,000 people with further starvation. The U.S. State Department murdered over half a million women and children in Iraq with starvation by sanctions. And this is exactly what is happening in America today. The Biden administration's sanctions against Russia are only succeeding at killing more innocent people all over the world by dramatically cutting down the worldwide food supply. 
There is already a significant wheat, fuel, and fertilizer shortage, which is obviously going to affect everything else, starting with fresh produce and livestock. But in order to completely collapse the food economy, they'll have to start destroying food packing plants as well, so that there is nothing left on the shelves for you to eat. There have been confirmed over a dozen disabling accidents at food plants in the last month, over a dozen. Absolutely, and we're talking about some really significant plants. The Taylor Farms facility in Salinas, California, was completely destroyed by a fire last week. We've had two major potato processing plants in Belfast, Maine, and Warden, Washington, that were completely gutted, which is happening at a time where we already have a potato shortage globally. You were talking about the onion supply at that Rio Fresh, but it's not just produce plants. Last month, there was a fire that took out a Nestle uh, food plant out in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Arkansas, and that's impacting frozen food brands like Hot Pockets or Stouffer's, which maybe you might buy if you can't get fresh food from a warehouse that just exploded. Those still satiated with their bread and circuses are soon going to start getting hungry. And it's because America is under siege, being destroyed from within by a corrupt government while the people seek fairness on Twitter. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. The one thing to keep in mind is your government is not your friend. And at this point in time, there's no one in government other than those in your local areas of governance that you may get to know that you can trust. You cannot trust the federal agencies of any kind. Let me give you an example of this. Today, it came out in Natural News that they raided an Amish organic farmer. That's the U.S. Marshals raided an Amish organic farmer for raising clean meat. And what that means is he was raising meat and selling it through a, a private membership association, a PMA. He was raising clean meat that was not vaccinated. People were signing agreements acknowledging that they were buying meat that was unvaccinated. The FDA swooped in with the U.S. Marshals, confiscated everything, fined him $250,000, and are now threatening him with jail. The principle, again, is to shut down anything clean and natural, especially in proteins. The other big angle here, as Greg Reese pointed out with his report, is that typically they, they try to burn, they were doing scorched earth methods of controlling the food. That scorched earth, earth method now is patents, trademarks, and economics. BlackRock and Vanguard are taking over the centralized food production technologies. And in a very near future, they will control the majority of the American food supply and the food production. We are dealing with a full criminal cabal. And so to appreciate that, if you are not doing everything you can to stock up on food and begin growing food, you're in trouble. You got to get busy. This is not this is not a fear-mongering issue. It's real because we are in the middle of the real war. And it doesn't feel like it because you have people like Elon Musk that are trying to Musk trying to make everybody feel good about this new success of regaining Twitter, which is last time I checked, doesn't feed you. And that's the most amazing thing. They actually came up today with the whole idea of now how new technology that allows people in metaverse to be able to kiss each other. I have no idea what that's about, but not to worry. You know, you can spend your life in the metaverse and nothing to worry about. You'll be happy and you will own nothing. And that's to give you an idea how insane this gets, though, is that 
They are now they just raised $320 million in crypto to buy virtual property in the metaverse. Last time I checked, I couldn't grow a crop in the metaverse that would feed me. But this is all the distractions. Everybody that is running on this other path, their path that they're trying to suck everybody into the cities, get you into the this new Web 3.0, get you into using digital IDs, everything is going that way. And they're getting smart about it. They know that China is seen as a draconian force that force implements things. The question we have to be asking right now are a couple of things. How does a social credit, credit score like China have with its draconian measures be accepted here? And what is China really doing with its lockdowns? To answer the first question on the social credit score, listen to what's happening in Italy. The Italian city of Bologna is piloting a social credit system, the first of its kind in Europe. The municipal government is introducing a smart citizen wallet, rewarding digital points for citizens who demonstrate virtuous behavior. Disturbingly, actions related to one's carbon footprint are central to what's considered rewardable virtuous behavior. Because use is still voluntary, this social credit system isn't yet as all-encompassing as the one that exists in China. Rather than penalizing citizens for not behaving virtuously, as defined by the government, citizens will only be rewarded. The government hopes that this distinction, treating the social credit score more like a reward card, will increase the adoption among Italian citizens. While usage remains voluntary, it is definitely a slippery slope. Overall, the success, failure and rate of acceptance of Bologna's soft social credit system could have profound consequences for the rest of Italy and maybe look back on as the moment Europe began crossing the Rubicon. Our power is our resistance. Our power is our resistance. And the whole part about that is that they're doing it just reverse of China, which always works so well. We, we've already seen it. We've seen people accept getting the clot shot for a donut. Get Krispy Kreme donut. You go in to get your shot at Krispy Kreme and you get a free donut and people are actually throwing it up on social media like it was a great thing. Don't think that a positive boost to your social credit score won't be an enticement for people to jump right in and play, play good with that game. All this is about, again and again, is about trapping people into this draconian system. And they're going to keep doing it over and over and over. And they're telegraphing it. They have been constantly saying that food shortages are coming within about six months. It's even a headline today in Zero Hedge saying food shortages in six months. Dash, the globalists are telling us what happens next. If you, you can look at it from any other angle you want, but a food shortage is coming. And they are manipulating it, engineering it, and they're preparing to give you a solution like they always do. Crisis, response, and solution. Crisis, reaction, solution. And the reaction is going to be the people as they panic because they can't buy stuff. They don't have things on the store shelves. What are they going to do? The offer then is to provide them with the social credit score and these new great products that are grown as they continue to crush down on farmers around the country. It's going to be the small garden that's going to make a difference. And I've said this many times. When you find a politician that'll tell you to grow food, you know you have somebody you may be able to trust for at least a while. But not one major politician out here is saying anything about you growing food. They're not even talking about food other than making some offhanded comment about fertilizer and like, oh, I guess we'll have to replace it with manure and compost. To understand that logistics nightmare, that's not going to happen. 
and most of the crops that we grow anyway on a, on a large scale, the soils are so depleted that a little bit of manure and a little bit of compost isn't going to do anything. In fact, what we're seeing across the country is as they diminish the, the fertilizers, the food productions are the production of food is already our yields are dropping radically, which is expected because the soils are just containers now. They're not actually growing mediums. They've set the conditions all the way through here with a mass people, a mass of people that are literally brain dead. They're so consumed in social media, so consumed about the squirrel that runs across the trail that they're not paying attention to the freight train that's coming at them with the lights on. And that freight train, that freight train is food. And as they continue to try to seize control of the various aspects, the only way to ensure food security over time is to continue to decentralize as quickly and radically as possible. That means every single person has to start growing food and developing protein sources as much as you are capable of on the properties that you have. It isn't just for you. It's for the communities that we want to work with and ensure that we survive this. It's very serious. And they're making sure that people aren't paying attention to it because if people really understood what was going on, there wouldn't be any, any issue at all because people would be standing up and raising food. Fortunately, people are responding, and they are, but they aren't responding in the largest mass. And my guess is that the groups that are responding the most are probably in the South, which is why they've already started to talk about with Blinky Bricks the idea that they're going to have a new pandemic rise in the South. There's nothing they would like more than in the prime of certain times of year to lock people down, keep them social distance, and prevent them from attending to their farms once again. We are dealing with absolute abject evil. Abject evil. There's nothing you can say about this group that's nice, but it does sum up in this phrase right here, and it's this. Consider how precious a soul must be when both God and the devil are after it. There is the real fight, and that's what we're up against. Patriots, it is a critical time right now to continue to educate yourself on every skill possible. Make sure that you're growing a garden. Make sure you're stocking up on food. Make sure that your neighbors, as much as you can, are aware of the situation. Build your tribes. Connect with people that are of the same mindset. Work with one another to ensure that those neighbors that you're working with, that they're, they're going to be able to share and help each other to strengthen that. It's going to be the few that lead the many, but there will still be many that walk off this cliff. The one thing I keep saying over and over is don't trust politics, and I mean it, because until a politician starts speaking the truth about food, about the vax, and about 5G, none of which is being spoken of, and add chemtrails in there lately too because that's off the charts lately. You're not getting any truth out of anybody. This whole deception game is allowing humanity to literally walk off a cliff and there's who's ever running it, whether they're supposed to be good or bad, they don't care. What matters is that we do our job, and that's where the only loyalty in the end that can be is to God. We have to diminish, reduce any connection with any sort of faith in politicians, put all our loyalty and faith in God, and that's it. But this other game that's going on out here is designed in the full spectrum of politics, whether you want to go left or right on it, it's designed to distract you from the real threat that's coming. And the threat is food. Things don't get suddenly replaced. And the greatest part about it is the concern I have is that whoever it is, left good or bad, I think they've all bought into this nonsense 
of growing food in labs. I think they really think it's a solution to humanity's problems. There is no way I'm eating bug bug protein and no way I'm going to eat some sort of artificial protein that they have created in a lab when you don't have a clue where it comes from or what's in it, especially with what we know that they've already done with the injections. They are engineering a system to entrap people and by doing that to enslave them forever. And our answer out of this happens to be the one thing that they want to control the most, which is food. So grow a garden and get serious. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight very humbled, eyes open, ears open, listening and paying attention with all the wisdom that you can provide for what sits before us. We live in a time when food has become a weapon, not just locally but globally. As these people who run this world, who are seem to be in charge of this current world, have designed and engineered a system to try to control food to control the people. Father, we just pray that the many will begin to wake up, see clearly, and take the action that they can to begin to grow their gardens and to do this in mass, to sow seeds, both physically and spiritually, to awaken the neighborhoods, to awaken all that's around us, to the strength of the bounty that we're given, to ensure that as we move forward here, we have a prosperous form of food and, and resources around us in a, in a sense very much as Joseph did with silos, let us now do with our backyard to s- sow the seeds and to raise up the food that we need to feed the many. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We need to be take this time seriously in terms of a preparation. We're being given an amazing grace period here where we're able to see the threat coming. As I've said all along, it's by some miracle none of this passes the worst possible situation we're in is we are all better equipped and we all have resources to share for those that are without but i don't see that happening easily we are in a such a situation with the diminishing resources around us and the death of our soils the corporate buyout of big swashes of production land the areas that it's going to be most critical to and the most, most important that we grow food are going to be in the small spaces. There's 70 million acres of lawn, toxic lawn in our, in our country. Convert those 70 million acres to productive landscapes, food, consumable landscapes, edible landscapes, gardens. You're going to have an amazing response to this food shortage, and it won't be a food shortage at all. But the most vulnerable places you will be will be in the cities. If you're in a city and you're in an apartment or a condo, you have to learn to grow within the environment you have, and you've got to take it seriously. And if you don't have space to grow, find somebody that has an extra chunk of land, a little piece of plot that you can use, and that's very, very possible right now. But we have to take it seriously. This corporate world that we're in seeks to control all the food, all the resources, all the seeds, And there's way too many people out here that are profiting on this that think it's a good idea to create a completely integrated system that they track everything from seed to consumer. And they do so with a complete control of all the patents and the genetic codes that are put in each one of those. In other words, they want to be God totally and control everything that we consume and eat. And the way through that is our defiance. So keep your head up and your eye forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. God's providing a lot of wisdom. We have to listen and move forward as he guides. 
God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you and what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. 
We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.